Today's episode of Jam Session on Channel 33 is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. SeatGeek makes buying tickets on your phone a total snap. With just two taps, you can instantly buy tickets to an event that same day, have your tickets delivered straight to your phone, and enter the event without ever having to print a ticket. And if you can't go to a game or show, you can sell your tickets directly from the app in less than 30 seconds. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly where you're sitting, what you'll pay, and whether or not you're getting a good deal, all right from your phone. So drop your old ticket app and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. And before we get started, we also wanted to mention The Ringer, which is the website that Juliet and I both work for, now, yeah. now has merch. Uh, go to bit.ly.com slash ringer merch, where you can find shirts and hoodies with our really rad lightning bolt and other logos. A portion of the proceeds from each purchase will benefit Charity Water, a nonprofit organization that provides clean and safe drinking water to people in developing nations. Again, go now to bitly.com slash ringer merch. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Hot topic today. Actually, several hot topics. Yeah, let's do the lineup. Okay. Second, we're going to be talking about, of course, Taylor Swift. By popular demand. Yes, and because she just won't let us not. Yeah, I would like to live in a world where we don't have to do a jam session with uh, about Taylor Swift. I'm ready at this point. I don't know. She's got a new album coming. Doesn't seem likely. Oh, Christ. You're uh, right. <laughs> Taylor, we're coming back to you. We also got to talk about... Uh, Jennifer Aniston, her Huffington Post editorial. Jennifer Aniston, Huffington Post blogger. Yes. Joining the ranks. Why didn't she write it for the ringer? Um, and finally, we also will be talking about this trend of celebrity weddings during the week. Russell, I have a lot Russell of Russell Wilson, Sierra, we're looking at you. But first, Jonathan Safran Foer and Natalie Portman did a interview of some sort in T Magazine coming to your home this weekend online right now. And we must talk about it. Merry Christmas to everyone who listened to us, to Jam Session as a whole. We delayed Jam Session by a day. And I feel like the, you know, the powers that be be are really rewarding us because this happened this morning. I would have been devastated if we had done it. Okay, so let's do some backstory. Okay. We briefly touched on this. We talked about it before, yeah. It's been rumored, never confirmed, that Jonathan Safran Foer had like like a huge crush on Natalie Portman. They got close or something. Yes. And... At that point, it had something to do with his book about not eating animals. Like veganism or oh, vegetarianism yeah. was definitely Is it that, that have you read a that book? Shared interest. No way. I haven't read it either. However, I saw him in conversation with Vendela Vita Jeez. in which he talked about it. He was wearing vegan shoes, of course. <laughs> and he talked about going to like a chicken farm. And I don't like chicken as a result. Like it's the it's the least humane thing. So I'm jo- sure. Jonathan Safran for ruined chicken. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> that it's uh, effective and horrifying. Um, I think that I got everything that I need to know from the title of that book yeah. and and moving on. Yeah. So and the, I'm a bad person, so, I guess, because I'm not paying attention. We all are. They they bonded over veganism. He felt a real bond so much so that he left his wife, uh, fellow novelist okay. Nicole Krauss. Okay. Well, I guess we don't know the timeline of this rumor. And I like I feel like we just have to keep saying it's rumor, but the timeline is, is rumor is not clear. At some point, he via email, the rumor goes, uh, confesses his love to Natalie and is like, so good news. I'm out and we can be together. And she's like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. 
Um, but I don't know whether he did this before or after leaving Nicole. In my mind, it's always that like he he left his wife, and got everything ready, email. and then sent the email. And have then... you have you ever sent a confessional email? I'm sure that I did. Like, like specifically related to love, though. Um, definitely like 18 year old Amanda did. <laughs> I recently actually was going through my Gmails, and there's like I have. I imported like my college emails to my yeah. Gmail before I, I went away. I love my college emails. I do not. I looked at one folder and was like, wow, I need to get the like internet scrubbing device and get rid of this. <laughs> it's horrifying. It was also a really great lesson that someone has a copy of those emails because I sent them. Yeah. yeah. That's really terrifying. Everything's on the record unless you're Jonathan Saffron Four oh. and, and uh, Natalie Portman. Right. Because apparently they have had a long email correspondence and he claims that he lost all of his emails when uh, apparently they've been emailing since 2003 or something. It's 2002. Okay. But so he claims that he lost all of his emails of some technical error with Hotmail. Yes. So T Magazine very wisely was like, uh, they knew clearly about the rumors and they knew clearly about the email that Jonathan Safran for allegedly, or, you know, sent Natalie Portman being like, I love you. Um, and <laughs> it was, a, was so, a low murmur. I love you. Or more of like a, a, the graduate. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm imagining more of like love actually with the cards, you oh know, God, Andrew scene. Lincoln style. Um, basically they were clearly aware of this because for this profile in T Magazine that's promoting uh, Natalie Portman's new film and Jonathan Safran Foer's new novel, uh, they asked them to do an email exchange as the interview, which is like not something that happens well, regularly in T Magazine. I think they wanted to do an interview period and then somehow if they're like they weren't going to be in the same place. So someone was like, what about email? Yeah, they say that. Yeah. I honestly, th I <laughs> want to give credit to T Magazine. There's someone in that office just being like, no, we should just make them do emails. And make it so awkward that, yeah. they, that they just don't um, have to do it themselves. So, so that was the setup for this piece. And somewhere in the first email, Jonathan Safran Foer alludes to the fact that it's not unusual for them to be doing this because they emailed they've been emailing for 15 years, but he recently lost every single email that he ever sent to her. How convenient. How convenient. All right. So should we just go to the actual research here? Sure. Well, yeah, I just absolutely. want to say Kate Nibbs of the ringer, yes. uh, did a fantastic investigative piece, uh, trying to figure out like how likely it is that you could actually lose your email. It doesn't seem likely. It's uh, her conclusion was, this is bullshit. It can't be true. She did. He says he was a hotmail user and she did note that, at some point several years ago hotmail transferred to outlook or something and like yeah. a lot of hotmail users did in fact lose their emails but it was like they got them back a okay right and b it was like several years ago people like complained about right. it so this is silly and i just honestly why even include that i don't know it, it didn't seem like these emails are really very edited um like I actually was reading them as hyper edited. That's really interesting. Why don't you think they were edited? Just because they were boring and bad. They were boring, bad, and more importantly, embarrassing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that doesn't mean, that just means they're dodos for agreeing to participate. Jonathan Taffron 4 is so much of a cliche that it's like he's a John Update character. It's like, true. Like he could be in the Rabbit series. It's true. Because the things that he writes are just so... <laughs> so embarrassing such as um okay let me read some of my favorite quotes yeah the first one that really uh jumped out to me people often refer to aloneness and writer's block as the two great <laughs> challenges of being a novelist in fact the hardest part is having to care for guinea pigs 
Honestly, GTFO. GTFO. Honestly, I thought that was charming. You, he has you to did? deal with his kids, and he's like, I thought that that was way better than like the paragraphs long meditations on like freedom and the artistic experience. Like, I don't give a shit about your process. This is a good note for any celebrity ever doing an any sort of interview by the way like please do not talk about your craft you sound so dumb and it's not that interesting i'm surprised he was willing to answer that question because a lot of writers actually won't answer they're like what's your process like they actually won't write it so 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 stupid my mom wrote to me that she felt that i was like i think he seems smug and she wrote i think he seems smitten which i thought was a great point yes great point mom it's true and she and it's then that goes to what you're saying about him talking about like artistic craft like he's trying to like impress her and like he obviously thinks her type is like some artsy guy because her husband's a dancer and it's like jsf take it down a notch I would also say that the least attractive parts of Natalie Portman's exchange for me were again, like her musing about like yeah. the struggle to, to create in a way that's true to yourself, but also true to that. Like no one cares how hard it is to be an actor or a writer. If you're an actor, you put on other clothes and say things that someone else wrote. And if you're a writer, you sit there and you type things onto a page. That's it. That's it. That is a description of your process. <laughs> I'm done. So can I read you another Natalie quote that yes, I really like? Yes, please. Go ahead. We saw James Blake sing Saturday night. <laughs> Extreme levels of wonder. Okay. To be fair, two things there. <laughs> One, she was responding to like, it was a callback yeah. to some sort of familial ritual that Jonathan Safran Foer had explained about wonder levels. And I want to go back to that. Okay. But um, number two, at least she only spent one sentence on James Blake. Like, honestly, this is good music criticism. One sentence and we're out. I, I like, res- I I like the we. I like that she was trying to remind him that she's still married. Not she, I, we. There is definitely several references to his wife. Yeah. I mean, her husband throughout the thing. Explain the Wonderline thing that he talks about. Okay, so, you know, again, I, I guess I'm sappy. The descriptions of, like, family life and trying to be a good dad didn't bother me as much. And that's how I read the... Um, the guinea pig thing? The guinea pig thing. But hold on. The wonder- I felt like he was really motivated by his guilt over, like, having left their mother. Totally. I mean, this is <laughs> this is a person working out a lot of issues. I would love to, like, we should get a jam session psychologist to come in and, like, oh God, read certain, things, certain texts. But anyway. Um, on um, Bachelor Party this week, Brian Curtis and I were also talking about... Um, brothers like three brothers in a family yeah. and like who's the loser three brother third brother and like i don't i don't I'm not saying i know for sure have any proof but it, <laughs> it might be jonathan seven four okay among frank john and josh i think it might be jonathan okay so i want to explain wonderlines okay. though because i have it's a a comment and then a question for you okay. um so this is from this is jonathan seven four writing an email um for the last half a year we have played a game at dinner called the wonderline If one of the kids can tell me something that generates the experience of wonder, we call it clearing the wonder line. That's a cute thing. Okay? That's fine, I guess, with small children. Yeah. I skipped over a specific part of this quote that I will now read. If one of the kids can tell me something that generates the experience of wonder. Here is Jonathan Safran Foer's, like, definition of wonder. I'm cringing right now. The cocked head, slight nod, raised eyebrow, and muttered, hmm... That is not how you experience wonder. That is the opposite of wonder. That is like pretentious. That's skepticism. That's, that's so sa- I mean, it's sad. It's almost hmm. sad. Hmm. hmm. That's not feeling wonder. That's literally what you do when you don't believe someone. That's the opposite of wonder. I just, I, it makes me sad for his children. It makes me sad for him. Come on, feel joy. Feel, and there's no joy anywhere in this. That's no. an interesting thing. Actually, that's not true. One thing I did Except like about. J- James Blake. 
Uh, Natalie Portman also, I, this is a Natalie Portman quote. Um, now, of course, talking about their email relationship. Now, of course, I'm comfortable enough to send you videos of a sax playing walrus. Oh, yeah. I like That's that. That's a great late vi- viral video poll. That's really good. I thought it said sex at first, though, so I was disappointed. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a few Fun. questions for you. Sure. As a Jewish adjacent person, yes. Like, how did you feel about all the Judaism in this article? Because, like, for me, I'm like, ooh, Israel, ooh, two Jews. Yeah, let's talk about this stuff. But, like, did you care? Because they spent a lot of time on that. I mean, I thought that that Natalie Portman was most interesting when she was talking about that. She's clearly engaged in the topic and has thought a lot about it. I honestly, there were a couple times where I was like, she seems pretty smart and thoughtful. um, And I don't care about her craft, but I did think that it was interesting. Yeah. So I didn't mind. Like, I thought. This was a W for her. Yeah. I thought they spoke well about that. She came off seeming pretty cool. Um, A core part of this piece is that she's wearing socks and various, like, sweaters and, like, fashion underwear. I'm just going to say a couple things here. Okay. Really nice sweaters. Yes, the sweaters are nice. Um, I, too, dislike wearing pants in my home. Okay. So, like, if this is what she wants to wear, fine. Sure. Okay, but what about the socks? I feel like the socks, I, I'm sorry to get academic here, is, like, some real, like, male gaze shit. Like, this, yeah. you wouldn't, sure. like, if you were her, you wouldn't be like, you know what I need to be comfortable in my home? To wear a bikini and socks. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> like, true. that's just not how it goes. And I just feel like that, that, like, for actresses who come into the consciousness so young, the kind of, like, the idea of them growing up and turning into women is very hard to do. Natalie Portman's done it very well. And I feel like the socks, like, really rings to me as someone who is, like, interested in, like, I don't know, like, her, like... Like, it's, like, a commentary on, like, her sexiness from, like, where we first met her to, like, where she is now. Maybe I'm reading too much into this. But I just feel like it's, like, a real – it's not hot, and it's just weird. I just feel like it really bothers me. I I think you're right about the male gaze thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do also – you know, I always wonder – there was a fair amount of criticism. People like, why isn't she wearing pants? And it's like – Pants, that doesn't bother me. But we just read a long piece of text that, like – proves that Natalie Portman is actually like a thinking person yeah. who is definitely aware of what's going on. So I'm kind of like if this if she was comfortable with this. That's a good point. She looks nice. Like I don't actually She looks beautiful. She looks beautiful. It doesn't really seem like she's being taken advantage of or is like an unwilling yeah. participant in any part of this. Yeah. So I'm fine with it. I also really want this V&A sweater. Like it looks great. Which one is that? It's the one with the kind of weird sleeve. Oh, I see. Yeah, that is detail. Nice. Cool. But it, I mean, she's it's wearing socks. It's weird. I know. That's why I was hoping, you know, if I just said it out loud. Um, I don't know how much the socks are. It doesn't say. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Can't tell. Um, I like Natalie Portman. I kind of wish I liked her more, but I really dislike Black Swan. So that gets in the way for me. I liked Black Swan a lot. I had a great time. Then she sort of disappeared. Oh, yeah, I she, forgot she that she's playing Jackie Kennedy. That's going to be great. I'm here for that. She's got a beautiful speaking voice. She should do a podcast. Maybe she could come on this one. That'd be great. And and bring socks for all of us. Yeah. I don't know. I did walk away from this liking her. The part where she talks about Fiona Apple and the part where she talks about like an ex-boyfriend who called her Moscow, which was reason enough to dump him, mm. which she notes in the piece. I like that. She does bring up other romantic, uh, other paramours who are not. Uh, Jonathan Saffron Foer throughout the exchange. Yeah, I like it. So she must be aware of what's going on. It's interesting that she agreed to do this. I know. Like, what? What's what's the upside for her? I have, I mean, I guess publicity. I guess so. We are talking about this. Yeah. Would we talk about this with anyone else? She could have done like a regular interview magazine feature with 
like any other boring writer and I don't think that we would have talked about it. She's like the type of celebrity where I'm genuinely curious about her life because she does a great job of shielding it from the public eye. It's true. So when she makes conscious, she made every decision she makes obviously very conscious. It's pretty cool that she moved to Paris when she had a baby. Yeah, for her husband, for yeah. his ballet career, though. It's not going that well, and I think they're coming back. Yeah, didn't he get, like, downgraded or fired or yeah, something? Yeah, there was drama in the ballet community. Damn. He was a little too avant-garde, Damn. is what I understood. If you could only watch one dance movie for the rest of your life, would center it be stage. Center Stage? Center Stage. <laughs> like, don't even finish the sentence. And we're dancing. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. Well, this is an exciting development. I have to admit that I did not hate Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Like, I... I this is a, an area of expertise for you also, Yeah, right? I've read every 9-11 novel out there, and I didn't hate it. And I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, don't, I, I prefer John. Like, the thing about the, his, his emails is you can understand why he's a good novelist. Like, yeah. he, he plays a part, but when he's playing himself, it's awful. It's just, I am aware that they are playing, they both knew what they were getting into when they did this, and they're playing on all of the rumors and everything, yeah. and I give them a lot of credit for that. That's a good, that's... That's brave. That's ballsy. I'm into it. It's true. Um, at the same time, I feel like they're exposing too much, and it makes me uncomfortable. It's pretty great. I can't believe this is real. It's like manna for people like us. It's incredible. I, I mean, shout out to them. I guess we should just be Thank grateful. You. you know what? I'm sorry, Jonathan Saffron Four, that I called you the loser third brother. I appreciate you <laughs> and what you've done for me today. Um, this is a pretty good transition into Taylor Swift, though. Performing relationships in the yeah. public eye. All right. Where are you on the theories? So... Um, the theories are that Taylor Swift is potentially like filming some kind of video for like a lemonade style kind of thing for her next record in which she's like recreating her various relationships with Tom Hiddleston. Also some theories that she's just like pulling a giant prank. Right. Um, is there anything else out there? No, I feel like we should give credit to, um, Buzzfeed. Yeah. To Ellie Woodward. Yeah. Who is the, uh, journalist who keeps, uh, moving this theory forward i really do appreciate it the photo evidence is quite compelling great revelation today she's wearing the exact same dress in some hiddles uh pictures that she was that she wore with yeah harry earth styles i think a few years ago it was like at least four years ago so a lot of this romantic situations are the same like she's recreating photographs she's recreating outfits yeah yellow dress repeat right um it's interesting i i buy into it for sure also I feel like it's very Swiftian to like think that you're kind of like pulling pulling over the greatest trick, but then to like not make it work out. That's really true. So I was gonna say I I thought the theory was very convincing, but I didn't really buy into it until looking through this last through the the clothing evidence, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is slightly too choreographed. It is probably true. Yeah. Um, it's still an insane level of commitment for Tom Hiddleston, who has basically been living with her for this, several weeks now. If and this is true, I can never respect him again. <laughs> yeah. So this is the thing. It seems like there will definitely there will definitely be a music video. Like yeah. that seems very clear. There will be video. There will be video. And it, you know, it could all be performance art. They could just both go their separate ways and be like, We got you. But you're right. I It will not feel like a success. No. I haven't enjoyed this at all. No, because it won't be like a big reveal. The thing that differentiates Taylor Swift from Beyonce is Beyonce really does, everything she does, she does shroud in secrecy. Taylor Swift, everything she does is like so incredibly public at all times. It's true. I, j- I mean, I just feel exhaustion at this point. Me too. So what do you make of the, ta- of the Calvin Harris twist? Which is <laughs> this week, this week it came out, this week Taylor Swift's publicist confirmed that she wrote um the new taylor swift i mean calvin harris rihanna song and then calvin harris went on twitter to be like why are you trashing me 
and the way that you like you can't take me down the way you can't bury me the way that you did with katie etc okay we'll come back to katie etc we'll come back to katie etc so i'm i'm leaning i'm leaning towards calvin harris as a part of this yeah you have to at this point it's like you know when i read them yesterday i still i I sort of trust my instincts a little bit on this one i feel like i've been training a long time and you're like the Jason Bourne of, of deciphering and, and the, the adrenaline rush that I got when reading the Calvin Harris tweets was just like, oh, this is amazing. This is really happening. And I could be wrong. Like, I'm old and the Internet is cruel and lies to you. And I could be wrong. But I like really wanted to believe that those were real. Me too. They were pretty exhilarating. The, the thing um, that is undermining my belief and my instinct is that the tweets are still up. Mm, you didn't delete them. Yeah. And also, I have never like never had a Calvin Harris tweet come into my um, transom before, so I don't really know like why this one crossed the Rubicon. So like, I, I just feel like it was more significant. Like he was looking for the attention. Like she asked him to do it or something. Also, they just seemed really like actually legit happy together for a long time. I felt like their breakup was abrupt. It was, and it's still so it's weird that she's doing this so quickly. If it's not for I don't know. I'm really thinking this through right now. I would like the Calvin Harris thing to be true. Okay, here. So let's go. If the Calvin Harris thing is in on the joke, then is Katy Perry Perry in on the joke? What do you think? I think no. I think Katy and Taylor really do hate each other. (laughs) I hope so. I mean, (laughs) also, Katy Perry is such a freaking Hillary stan that she used the moment to, to remind us that she's with her. It was wild. That gif was so powerful. I made it to dad's. My dad emailed me last night. and was like, I just wanted to be sure that you saw this. <laughs> Thanks, shout out dad. To, shout out to my dad. Um, I would really, really like for Katie to not be a part of it. And I basically want the Calvin Harris thing to be pure because I want yeah. Katie, et cetera, to be a real thing. Yeah. Someone. So Katie, et cetera, refers to all the people that Taylor Swift has taken down in her life. It's an incredible summation it made me realize yesterday that I don't have a list of et cetera's and I'm really disappointed in myself. I'm, I don't think you should be disappointed. It's like, great. You haven't taken anyone down. Like why do that? Why I waste your time? So. You don't need to Amanda. I mean, it's not taking any, I guess she took John Mayer down a little, but I'm Did still... she? He's doing great. Yeah. Oh. I mean, he does have a watch blog. Yeah. And he did just spend a hundred dollars on Pokemon go. That's true. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Do you think Taylor Swift plays Pokemon go? I think she'll play Pokemon Go in like two months when it's over. Yeah, I think this yes. is what she does. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, the whole thing is just like it, it's both fascinating and tired. I'm just like Taylor. I don't know. You know what'll be interesting actually is that when it is true, how they pulled it off would yeah. be really like the thing. Beyonce is the queen of life and yeah. also of surprising people and staging big performance events. Um, the thing that I always want to know is. Like, how did she pull it off? Yeah. What does that NDA look like? How do they actually do this? It's still, like, amazing and a triumph. And I would like to know more. And because it's Beyonce and she's good at this, we'll never know more. But at least with Taylor, maybe the machinery yeah. will be exposed. She'll write a Tumblr post about it. Or there will like, she's not, you know, if you're getting caught being, like, the photographer that you hired for your friends mm-hmm. um, is then also captured by the paparazzi, then you're not good enough at this. Do you think that that was intentional for people to see that there was a photographer with her? I don't know. This is like the Truman Show, kind of. (laughs) This would be a a great Christopher Columbus film. 
Do you think that this can end in a good album? I don't know. I don't. I mean, she write, writes really catchy music. She does. I even go back to the early country stuff. Like, Should Have Said No is a great song. It's great. The what, our song, song, also great. Our song is great. I was really into One Tree Hill when Teardrops and My Guitar came out, and the, what, and the guy uh, in it's also One Tree Hill. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm still into One Tree Hill, by the way. Julian, I support you in your choices. Sorry, I'm just here in a funk just being like, I'm so sad and tired. And I really used to take joy from Taylor Swift, and I don't anymore. And this is sort of a fun thing if it's if it actually is performance. Yeah, that could be good. I, I, I feel good about that. I don't know. I'm looking forward to more Taylor Swift music. I love Shake It Off. I, like Whenever I'm in a bad mood, I put it on and I just I shake it off. I still really love Blank Space. Yeah, it's, there's it's great music. It's great pop music. I think we should – she's spending too much time on the celebrity right now. I don't know. I don't know. I think I have a real problem with Tom Hiddleston. Like, what are you doing, man? I have been really sad about this because I was into yeah, you were, Tom Hiddleston. You were, what, they, what were his fans called? Hiddle, Hiddle something? So he's an owner oh, they didn't favorite, so I know he has, like, a name for his Yeah. Hide. I mean, I wasn't, like, on Tumblr posting about it. But you were. That'd be okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you for the support. I thought he was charming. Sure. Um. I don't know that I wanted him to be Bond, which seems like inevitable at this point, but I was into the idea of watching Tom Hiddleston and things. Mm -hmm. I watched at least two episodes of the not very good Night Manager um, just because he was in it and also my Orca. But yeah, it's ruined for me. Yeah, he's he's done for. It's like just kind of pathetic. Whatever. Bye, Tom. I'm sure that we will continue to talk about this (laughs) at some point. So it's fine. You know who it's not over for? Jennifer Aniston. She's here, and she is not pregnant. Yeah, so Jennifer Aniston is a Huffington Post blogger now. For the record, it's the name Predatorial. Um, I'd like to read the first sentence of Jennifer Aniston's Please blog do. post. Uh, let me start by saying that addressing gossip is something I have never done. Is that true? All right, fact check. Fact check. Remember Jennifer Aniston on the cover of Vanity Fair in nothing but a white shirt uh, calling Brad Pitt really mean. It's oh, this yeah. sensitivity chip quote. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's important. That's one of the two most important Vanity Fair covers of Jennifer's uh, not wearing that much clothing and talking about their A-list ex-husbands <laughs> being mean to them. So I remember it. You know, she doesn't do it every day. But anyway, uh, the blog post continues. For the record, I am not pregnant. What I am is fed up. Good wordplay. Um, I'm fed up with the sports-like security scrutiny and body shaming that occurs daily under the guise of, quote, journalism, the, quote, First Amendment, and, quote, celebrity news. And she goes on from there. She talks a lot about how the paparazzi make her life miserable, which I understand. Yeah, it sucks. I have a question, though. Yeah. Why are we still photographing Jennifer Aniston? She hasn't done anything meaningful in a while. Who cares? Like, I, I don't actually get that. Like, how much can they really get for a Jennifer Aniston photo? I mean, I do think that the actual true point of this particular piece that she's writing mm-hmm. and the hunt is that, like, if she ever does decide to have a child, people will be, be like, valuable. yeah, which is which is fucked up. She's she's not wrong. She's yeah. not wrong. No, I obviously agree. Because with basically uh, she and Brad Pitt got divorced and she's been cast as like the scorned sad woman ever since. Right. And she cannot people will not let her get past that. It does and really suck to be like reminded of it all the time. I think it really does suck. I think she's probably made a ton of money off of it. Like, let's name the Jennifer Aniston commercials that are currently running on the air. Uh, Avino, mm. uh, Smartwater. I mean, she's basically a commercial actress. They could. They really. <laughs> I guess that's what Vanity Fair Jennifers do. Um, 
It's true. The really tone deaf uh, airline commercial where she's like, oh, I yeah. had a terrible dream and I woke up and they're like, she was like, they didn't have showers and a bar on the plane. I, like, I'm genuinely confused by her choice to do that commercial. It doesn't make any sense at all. I just need to know how much she's getting paid for all these because she's not making money other ways. Yeah, it's really true. I mean, they seem like a great couple. Justin Theroux, he's a total babe. Good shout out to him. He's really handsome. Yeah. He's good on the leftovers. Yeah, he's great. I, I just, I don't know why she's still being hounded. Like, I, I, who cares about her anymore? Like, does she sell Us Weekly covers? I think she probably does more than any other. Jennifer? I think, well, any, I think, I think the two Jennifers are kind of the only, like, over 30 actresses. Probably. It's a very small group of actresses who still matter in a celebrity sense. And they don't even really matter, it's but it's very lingering. Depressing. Yeah, well, it's hard to be a, you know, a movie star. It's true. They don't really exist anymore. And so if you can't get the Kardashians, then I think you go for the established. Like, we haven't had a Jennifer Lawrence paparazzi moment in a while. Like, what's she up to? And, like, why doesn't she get the same scrutiny? I think that she does. There is also a thing of um, some celebrities are better at avoiding paparazzi yeah. than others. And I think Jennifer Aniston probably is just one of the few people who who can't help it and is just following around and they know where she lives yeah. and they're and she wants to be out in the world and so they follow her every day. Uh, I I actually don't think Jennifer Aniston is to blame, but there are some celebrities who you never see. Yeah, like Matt Damon is one of them, and yeah. there are some celebrities you see all the time. Ben that Affleck, Affleck is one of them. Looking like, at you, Ben. Like there is. You know, paparazzi are annoying and get in your way, but there are clearly ways to go get around it because so many celebrities do all the time. Right. Right. I, it was cool that she wrote something, though. Like, I, I support it. Yeah. She should have done it on Medium, though. Doesn't she know that's the cool platform now? I think she doesn't. I mean, I think that is doing it on the... Not to take any shots, but I think it's of a piece. Like, sure. The Medium means something. <laughs> the, 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 the place she chose. Yeah. I don't know. I, in general... I know it's hard being a celebrity, and I know paparazzi are invasive, but um, there are people who have figured it out, and I sort of – I have a hard time with people who complain about it yeah. so visibly. Even that's rude. That's I, that's a bad instinct, I know, because I know it's really invasive and makes their lives terrible. It's, in fact, extremely dangerous. Yeah. But I do think there are people who have figured it out. Sure. I know, like move again or something. And I do think that most celebrities make a ton of money off of it. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. Well, all right, Jennifer. Good for you, though. Flexing those muscles. Would love to know who your editor was. That's a great question. Also, you know. Who else helped you write it? Right. That <laughs> as well. She should start a Players Tribune for celebrity actresses over 35. Wouldn't that be great? I feel like that should just be a part of Goop, like an extension mm. of Goop. Yeah. But I actually do think that would be kind of cool because, like, I feel like it's too it's too revelatory when women are like, this is, like, the bad thing that happened to me when I worked on a movie. Not to right. not to discount what happened, but, like, just tell the stories more and do it on your own platform. Right. I like, mean, that's sort of what Lenny is doing. It's true. Yeah, shout out to Lena. Yeah. Good job. Um, last but not least this week, we need to talk about an emerging trend that makes you, Amanda, very unhappy or at least very vexed. Well, I just don't understand it. So Russell Wilson and Sierra got married finally, and we can talk about that. It's not even a finally. I hate Russell Wilson. I just hate okay, him. Okay, well, I mean, we're just <laughs> jumping right to that again. Um, they got married on a Wednesday in Liverpool, and I have a lot of questions about the logistics of this wedding. Some of their grooms people included uh, Jimmy Graham, Russell Wilson's teammate of one season, and uh, Kelly Rowland of Destiny's Child fame. Right? Yeah. She was there? Yeah, she was. 
I mean, who else was going to go to Liverpool on a Wednesday? Was Baby Future there? I I don't know, actually. That's too sad. That's like, <laughs> that's really sad if he where wasn't. You, where do you stand on including ch- children from a previous marriage in, in your wedding? It's like, very if, important. If they're like three or under. Include them. Yeah. Because then they'll grow up and be like, you didn't even care enough to include me in your wedding. What would you do if you were fu- little future in like in 10 years? <laughs> Sorry. In 10 years, you're well. like, had to see videos of your mom and like maybe her ex-husband, Russell Wilson, talking about how much sex they had after they got married. I, Jesus Christ, can you even imagine? It would be I horrible. I can't imagine. It's like, I used to think about like, if like you had a parent who was on the real world, like what is that like right. to see them making horrible, like drunken mistakes at the age of 22? Like, I just can't imagine. Going on reality TV is like unfair to your family. I mean, you just have to hope that like an asteroid will come and wipe all that technology before yeah. our children grow up or something it's it's so rough so so rough that's why like when people are just like incessantly recording themselves and just like you know it's not going away like this everything is permanent yeah, now it's really unless true. you're jonathan saffron for his email <laughs> otherwise it's permanent but yeah so they got, they got married on wednesday outside of liverpool and none of it's not like they're like british like they just like chose a random castle on a wednesday i don't get it who can go to that wedding only celebrities. Only celebrities or people who don't have jobs, which I guess like if you're a quote creative type, maybe, or you're, it's off season. Although is it off season for he's, NFL? It's, he's a training camp starts in like a week or two. So he had a, he had a window in which to get it, get it done. It's just, weird. I mean, I guess maybe, maybe the logistical explanation is that they had a window of about a week and a half. And that was the only time the castle in Liverpool was available. Right. That said, why a castle in Liverpool? Unless you're English, England's not really like a wedding destination. It's not great weather. It rains a lot. Hard for your pictures. I mean, it's beautiful. And sure. like, a, if you want to have sort of a moody, like, sure, I, I romantic wedding. Tons I, of castles all over Europe with better, with better summer weather. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I'm not opposed to the England so much as like Liverpool is a particularly weird choice. Unless Beatles you're from, fans? Liv- yeah, unless you're a Beatles fan or you're from that place. It actually wasn't even Liverpool. It was like 100 miles or like, no, it was like a, something outside of Liverpool. Okay. Wasn't a hundred miles because England's really small, but it was like something not that convenient. It's just very rude to get married on a Wednesday. I know. You're asking every, especially in a destination wedding, you're asking everyone to travel like a long way, take off a whole week for your wedding. It's very presumptuous. Also, like let's say you're friends with Russell and Sierra and you're not a creative and you have a job and it's just sort of like them reminding you that like their lives are better. They can just be available on a Wednesday. Yeah. It's not fair. I don't care for it at all. And, like, a, a lot of people do a weekday wedding to get, save money. But if you're Russell Wilson and Sierra, you, that's just not an issue. If you're Russell, you got that Microsoft money. He's in all the Surface commercials. Oh, is he? Yeah, the barbershop. Yeah, I don't uh, – yeah, I don't understand it at all. I also just, like – someone made the joke of, like, well, maybe it's so they could have sex sooner. But they definitely had sex before. That's I don't believe it lie. at all. It's I know. so f- – fucking stupid to lie about it i hate when russell wilson talks about how he was like what if we just take all the sex stuff out of it and just focus on our relationship in jesus russell wilson that's not how it goes I, it's just so ridiculous how long do you think they'll stay married um russ i feel like wouldn't want to give up on it so soon i'm gonna give him two years wow yeah two years what do you think I mean, I have, I am not familiar with him at all, aside from the, I have he's never a, had sex or something, which I don't believe. That's a, and then he's figure. on the Seahawks. He's on the Seattle Seahawks. He's like preternaturally positive. And that's just like it's such, annoying. it's just like so not possible to be as positive as him. On the plus side, he does like visit sick children in the hospital like every week. It's like part of his routine in Seattle. And that's great for the kids. But I just like, 
something about him. I just does it just doesn't ring true. It doesn't seem genuine to me. Yeah, fair enough. Rumors, rumors out there that his teammates don't like him too. Okay, so two years seems good. Uh, also, like they're not allowed to play future music at any like. The yeah, Seahawks, that part I know. Seahawks uh, practices. And also, wasn't there some sort of future curse where he released a mixtape before some playoff game and then they lost? Yeah. That yeah. was great. It's great. I mean, I you know I don't really want to. Pick Drew's sides on, between Russell Wilson and Future at this point. Their it's, trajectories are kind of opposite. Russ, Russ, the last two years, not as good as Future, I would argue. Yeah, though now Panda came and took away Future. Panda, 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 Panda. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bastian Schweinsteiger also got married during the week. Also very confusing. In Venice on a Tuesday. Here's another thing that about looks that. Better. Venice on a Tuesday is way better than Liverpool on a Wednesday. It definitely, definitely is. However, it was on a Tuesday. It was honestly like three days after the Euros ended. Yeah. And Germany went pretty far in the Euros. I'm no soccer expert, but I'm aware that Germany has a pretty good <laughs> soccer team. They were favored. They were in the semis, I believe. I know. Why did he? That was really poor timing. I mean, again, I guess it's like between tennis tournaments and soccer stuff. I guess like your small window and like you're celebrating no matter what, like either for your wedding or the Euros, but still weird. It seems like it, things could go wrong. Are weekday weddings more common in Europe? Are we missing out on this? Well, you know, there is the European thing of like you have to go to the city hall and then, but you have to do that here too. Yeah. I had to do that. Yeah. So I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. <laughs> really strange. Really, really strange. If you make your guests come to a different continent, how much do you think you have to like cover for their travel expenses? Oh wow! Um, like, do you have to give them like room and board? I think that's <laughs> nice. At least I think they that... so expensive. But then, like, what are you doing having your wedding in some other I country? Really, really don't know. It's bizarre. Yeah. The real baller move, like the only place. It's like also, I guess Venice in the summer is nice. But like, if you're picking destination and you're a celebrity, like, just pick someplace really like nice and private. Like, I feel like the Venice wedding wasn't that private. Yeah, though, in general, like, George Clooney and Amal had their wedding in Venice also, and it wasn't private either. I think you yeah, picked Venice because you want, like, <laughs> you want coming out onto the canal and you want a million pictures, which, again, I have some questions I about I would that. like for them to do a vow renewal. I just feel like we need more George, George and Amal. Amal. Yeah. I don't know. Give me more. They've been kind of quiet. They're kind of a quiet couple. But I think they're in Italy right now. Yeah, like You Como. know, they're like Como. She's... She's wearing questionable chokers with her dresses, yeah. halter neck dresses. Halter neck plus, like, thick necklace does not work. Just it feels like she's aging tip. backwards, like a Benjamin Button. I feel like she's gotten, like, less fashionable or something and, like, less dignified. I don't really get it. I don't know. I still think it's so weird that he decided to get married at 57 with, like, a giant wedding in Venice that everyone was a part of and catered weird. to the paparazzi. Yes, I think that is weird as well. Okay. I don't really get it. But she seems very accomplished, though. It's been a week of baffling relationships on Jam Session. That's really true. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you find love in a non-baffling way. <laughs> That's our parting wish to you. Goodbye. We, we found love in a non-baffling way. <laughs> the next song from Calvin by, Harris. Written by Taylor Swift. <laughs> Bye. Bye.